Welcome to this week's Green Side Up. This is Richard Henschel with the University of Illinois Extension Service, and I have started my kind of annual few shows here on uh, home orchards and growing fruit trees out in the backyard. And last week I talked about the best places for the orchard and concerns about air drainage as well as water, soil drainage, uh, the amount of sunlight uh, trees should get as much as possible, and a bit about hardiness and um, the size of trees uh, we should be considering, uh, the smallest being a, a, a dwarf tree, uh, the largest being the normal full-size trees, and the typical home orchard, depending upon what kind of, a tr- what kind of fruit you're interested in, is usually going to be a, a semi-dwarf, uh, something with a spur-type growth on it. So this week I want to talk about uh, training uh, some of those trees. We we have a tendency, as everyone does, to plant a fruit tree and then and then don't prune it because we're we feel like we need to let it grow and get established before we begin to train it. And when we're talking about fruit trees, um, that's absolutely um, the worst thing we can do. We really need to start training the fruit tree the first year we put it in the ground, and that that may only mean. Uh, a minor bit of pruning to the tree, but if we need to start pruning it that very first year that we plant it so that we maintain those trees in the smallest stature possible uh, and so we maximize the uh, the structure of the tree to provide the uh, strength and um, produce the flowers that we want to see the, say in this case, apples coming along. So if you are interested in absolutely the smallest tree, these are usually um, uh, grafted or budded onto what's considered to be a very dwarfing rootstock, and this gives us the smallest tree possible, but that rootstock is so weak that that tree is going to need to be staked or uh, supported in some manner for its entire uh, life in your backyard, and that's typically not the kind of tree we expect to see in the, the backyard orchards in someone's home. So we're we're usually talking about trees that are something that we call a semi-dwarf and spur-type trees. These do have a root system that will allow the tree to stand on its own without support, uh, and it makes it just much easier for the home orchardist to manage them. The idea of training your dwarf fruit trees is is the thought that you want the tree to be able to hold the fruit load once it begins to come into bearing without having to prop up lumber underneath to hold the branches up uh, without uh, uh, the misfortunate uh, uh, situation of seeing a branch broken off of the tree because there were too, the fruit load of the apples was the weight there was too much and it ripped the, the branch off of the tree. So the idea of pruning is to create a structure um, there that will support the fruit load once it uh, once it appears on your tree. Um, besides that structure that's going to hold the fruit load, um, the the uh, the other part about that is uh, as you train the tree, then y- it'll be easier for you to monitor for insect pests or disease pests, uh, scale insects, things that would otherwise impair the quality of the fruit on your tree. Uh, when you are in a position where, say, a, a treatment is necessary, organic or synthetic treatments, um, because you've trained the tree, you have a structure in the tree that's going to allow you to really adequately protect the foliage and protect the fruit because it's going to be easy to see those parts of the tree to be able, and, and 
cover the fruits as necessary to to provide a good clean skin by the end of the growing season so you're proud of that apple that you have and it looks good and tastes good so that structure again is both for uh, holding the fruits that happen or that are produced on your tree as well as the ease of treatments um, when it comes time uh, to make those out there Um, for apples Typically, we use what's called a central leader system, and this is a this is a this is a look in the apple tree that looks like any other app uh, any other tree in our yard. You, it, it's not weird looking in any way. You've got a central leader. It, the trunk comes out of the ground, and that central leader goes right up through the center of the tree, uh, and it looks pretty normal. That's the other thing that we, as home orchardists. Uh, um, strive to do we we want a fruit tree we want the fruit but we don't want to have a tree that's um, that's really really uh, distorted in appearance if you um, go out to any other commercial orchard to a pick your own and you note on some of the older trees the how how uh, distorted and i'll say beat up these trees look well they're there to produce fruit not to look good we compromise in the backyard we want fruit but we also want a plant that looks uh, looks nice and that we're that we're pleased to look at as we sit out on the patio. So, so this is uh, this is why we use this central leader system. Uh, when you train your tree, we're talking about the height of the first branch, set of branches off the soil, and then the, and then the distance between each layer of scaffolding. After that, usually in a home orchard, we want to have three layers of branches. Uh, the first branch being as low as 18 to 24 inches off the soil, which is another challenge we often forget about. We start to train our trees after they've been in for a while, and our first branches are relatively high. And then if you make three scaffolds, you now have a tree that's taller than you ever wanted. So that's why you start training uh, the, the, that that first year. The uh, the the idea is that in in all of this that you're trying to balance... Um, vegetative growth with reproductive growth. That is, you want you have to have some foliage, some leaves are every year. You have to allow some annual growth to happen. And then that growth then supports the flowers. And then the fruit uh, takes leaves and their energy to fulfill the apple when it's on the tree. So it's a balance between uh, that reproductive growth and the vegetative growth on the tree. And the best way to start that is starting very early in the training process when, when uh, you've just planted, just planted the tree. So typically, uh, if you order out of a catalog, you get something called a, a whip. This is just literally a long length of apple or fruit tree uh, without any side branches on it. Um, and then you would plant that accordingly, and then you would prune out uh, uh, a great amount of that whip, uh, and that releases the buds up and down the stem that will make your first set of scaffolds for you. If you go to a uh, retail outlet, your favorite garden center, and buy a fruit tree in a pot, usually they're already lightly branched. Um, and while we're thrilled to see that, those branches may not be where you want them to be when you get them home and plant it in your yard. So sometimes we uh, take a lightly branched tree, cut all the side branches off, cut the top off again um, to release all the brand new buds to create the fruit tree that we want um, down the road. So it just depends upon how you buy your trees, 
whether it's a whip, whether it's mail order, whether it's uh, at the garden centers. Um, but p- training that first year is, is really, really important. It, it makes such a difference uh, five and six years later. The idea w- is that um, you want the tree so that you can walk up into the canopy, deal with it, harvest it, prune it, spray it if it's necessary, uh, all without having to get onto a ladder. That, that's your, that should be your goal. So as you think about the home orchard or, or one you started out and planted last year, for example, don't be afraid to go out and prune and create the proper structure you need for a good, healthy fruit tree. Well, this has been Richard Henschel with this week's Green Side Up. Be back again with everybody again next week.